Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. It's Friday. You made it. Yep, the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report is also here, and we are ready to go for the podcast uh, to Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today for the Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans. I'm, I'm laughing uh, here behind my voice because I just screwed up and I had to start the whole podcast over. That's just full disclosure. Anyway, what I have right now is that the Suns have been eliminated from the Western Conference playoffs and the Pelicans take on the Suns tonight here, a big game at the SKC for the Pelicans. Four to go. Suns are out. No Brandon Knight, no Alex Len. Pelicans looking to get back on track after their loss to Memphis the other night. But I'm, I'm very confident about tonight's game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope a big crowd, a big, loud crowd is here for the um, next to last, the penultimate home game of the regular season. This was going to launch the Pelicans into a road trip over the weekend that will uh, probably have the biggest say in whether or not they are going to make the playoffs as the eighth seed. But we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the Pelicans in general extensively today with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. We'll uh, give you the encore performance of his radio show last night on WWL-FM. We tend to do that on Fridays. And uh, we're going to talk more NFL today, too. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars select third in the NFL draft, and our NFL draft preview series continues with the Jags today. We'll get the insight of Mark Long, who covers the Jaguars for the Associated Press. So, basketball and football today for you. Uh, hopefully the rain holds off because we've got a big weekend going on in New Orleans. Not only the Pelicans tonight, but the French Quarter Fest, uh, IndyCar down at Avondale, uh, the big parade in Chalmette, and Strawberry Festival in Ponchatoula. Wow. There's a lot going on. Um, the Pelicans, though, take center stage tonight as far as we're concerned. They'll look to build on their 42-win uh, season thus far. Look for the assist number. That's a big one now as it has emerged. The Pelicans have had 24 or more assists 28 times this season. We started to talk about this the other day. They're 24-4. and 24-4 and when they uh, take care of business by moving the basketball, something Coach always stresses with this unit. It is one of their keys to success. Uh, I think the other thing that they need to do today is rebound the basketball. 
I looked back at the last game between the Suns and the Pelicans. And the Pelicans held a very high-scoring Suns team to just 74 points, but 24 of their 74 points were on second chance. 15 of the 24 second-chance points were scored after Omer Ashik left the game with a calf strain that night in Phoenix. And also remember, the Pelicans were without Anthony Davis. So, a couple things to keep in mind. And speaking of Anthony Davis, he was in the uh, Pelicans locker room this morning after shoot-around talking about tonight's game. Big game tonight, four games left to go. What are, what are some keys against Phoenix? I'll uh, get back in transition. You know, um, know that some of the guys love to shoot the ball. You know, one getting in the paint, so try to clog up that paint, you know, and rebound the ball. And you know, once we rebound, you know, we can we think we can get out and run. Um, but it starts with defending. What about the Morris twins? You know, look the same, but obviously they play different. What are some of the similarities and differences between those two? You know, they both can shoot the ball. They both aggressive, rebound, both their height. But um, you know, it's tough. I mean, you get <laughs> you get confused out there. You got to look at the numbers. Like, oh, he's a shooter. Or he's a post-up player. You know, so. Um, and they're both really good and talented players, you know, so it's, it's going to be uh, – it's, it's always tough guarding them, you know, because um, they play, you know, the forward but have um, wingman bodies, you know, and have wingman games. So um, it's tough, but it's also fun and challenging. Hey, how different is the field this year than the previous years? You guys weren't in the playoff race, obviously. Now you're right in the, mid, in the middle of it. Yeah, um, it's fun. This is the most fun I've had in my career so far. Um, some of these guys have been to the playoffs already, even won championships Norris two times. So um, this is the most fun I've had. And, you know, I'm you know, grateful to do it with these group of guys. You know, they're out here competing every day, every day in practice, um, you know, in games. And um, it feels fun, you know, just being able, you know, to say that we're we in this race. And um, not just saying that, but, you know, hopefully you know, after these four games, being able to you know, be in the playoffs. How anxious are you guys, I guess, to get the last game's taste out of your mouth? Obviously, it's over with now. you got a chance to kind of get back at it against Phoenix. Yeah, everybody's eager to play. I mean, we know that wasn't our best performance. Um, I think it was about 30 or something like that. You know, that's that's not us, you know. And, um, you know, we couldn't wait to get back to it, you know, and get back on, on the right path. Those guys are out of it now, Phoenix. They've been eliminated. Are there any expectations of them to you know, maybe dial back or you expect the best out of them? Uh, from what I know, you know, they're there. You know, competing team, you know, they want to compete, you know, and if you love basketball, you know, the way that, you know, um, these dudes love it in the NBA, then there's no way they're going to dial back. You know, they're going to keep fighting and keep playing. I mean, um, you know, they're a tough team. You know, we expect, you know, the best from them. Pelicans and Suns, uh, more on that game in uh, just a little bit, including uh, details about some red shorts that are going to be thrown around the place tonight. Um, but when we come back, we'll uh, jump into our visit with Monty Williams and give you parts one and two of our visit with him last night. Join us this Friday at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center as the Phoenix Suns face your New Orleans Pelicans as they push towards the playoffs. Pelicans Fest starts at 5.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans dance team. The first 3,000 lucky kids will receive a pair of Pelicans red kid shorts. The final giveaway in our Year of the Red Uniform Series. Tickets start as low as $15, so call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Hi, I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about until two weeks ago. 
I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Coach Williams and I sat down uh, at the practice court yesterday on Airline Drive. Uh, You'll hear some of those basketball court noises (laughs) as we visited uh, for parts one and two of his radio show last night. Here's part one from the Monty Williams show on WWL-FM. Tough one last night, Coach. I kind of, you know, I don't know if you believe in schedule losses or not, but I think you would said last night that it was going to be a difficult task as it was with all the factors involved against the Grizzlies. Yeah, you know, the fans probably know by now I hate uh, giving in to any kind of excuse, but no but. (laughs) It was a uh, tough loss, um, tough part of our schedule. When you look at the schedule down the stretch, you look at games like Golden State Memphis going down the stretch you're like wow that's going to be a tough back to back and um, with our history you would have thought we would have lost the Golden State game and won against Memphis because we've had success in Memphis um, here in recent history and not so much against Golden State so um, we wish we would have gotten both games Uh, we didn't but we played extremely hard against Golden State we played hard last night we were just tired Uh, I could see it in our eyes, uh, in our shot selection. Uh, the focus wasn't there. Um, we didn't get rattled. We just didn't have the, the legs that you need to win against the team that had three days off and a lot of time to prepare. Coach, takeaway last night, since our last Thursday visit, it's been a good week for the Pelicans. It has. Um, I hope our fans, players, organization, um, I hope we all feel that because um, I, I certainly do. Um, I'm excited about this upcoming week based on what happened uh, this past week. Uh, we got two big road wins, played really well in uh, Portland, uh, just took care of business at home, and um, we're playing the kind of basketball that you want to play this time of year. And um, when you look at the, the teams that are playing well right now, you have to put us in it, uh, along with the Spurs, who are ripping everybody up right now. But you know, for a young basketball team, I should say inexperienced basketball team, uh, we're, we're playing pretty good basketball for this time of year coach you're 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 deep in a playoff chase as, as we've talked about now for a while <laughs> seems like every game now is a playoff game for yeah. you um, we talked about it briefly the other night after the Golden State win but the achievement of a winning season was still basketball to be played and what you've built now uh, over the last couple of years have you had any time to let that sink in a little bit because I think I think that's more notable than maybe it's getting credit for well I haven't um I can appreciate what, what's happened, and when I look at our, our record and, and the obstacles that this group of guys has overcome, have overcome um, for a second, I delve into it, and I'm like, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, I think in the off season, you know, after we make the playoffs and go through that process, Lord willing, I'll be able to look at everything in totality and uh, realize it. Um, as a coaching staff, we talk about it ever so often, you know, how we have to manufacture offense and defensive productivity based on the different lineups we've had all year. And from that standpoint, you realize, wow, we've, we've had a, a lot of different 
changes. Um, I'll look at a game that we played earlier in the season, just to scout or pick up a play or something like that. And we have Nate Walters on the floor. Uh, Gal Meckel is out there. Uh, no Dante, no Quincy, no Norris. It's a totally different team. Drew's running around. Um, it, it's a totally different film session. You almost have to turn it off because our team is so much different than uh, that team. So from that standpoint, um, I can look at the change and, and you look at where we are now, you're like, man, we've done a lot. And yet I'm mindful of the moment and I have to stay there um, because we have so many uh, next phase opportunities that can consume you as a coach and certainly as a player. It's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's almost as if you've coached several different teams this year. Um, but maybe that's the story of the season yeah. is how this team has chameleon-like, whatever you want to call it, um, evolved, adapted, maybe dropped a little bit, but then found a way to become new again, if you will. It, we had to. And, I, you know, unfortunately, that's a, a rough part of the process. Um, it's almost like when you break a bone, it, it, when it heals, it becomes stronger. Right. It's like that with our team. You know, we'd have an injury or make a trade, and we'd take a step back but then we'd get a lot better than we were if we didn't make the trade or have the injury. It's a weird deal. And it, it happens. Uh, I don't know if it happens as many times on, in a normal year, but we've had to regroup, reassess who we are, change some things from a defensive standpoint, change our offensive package. Uh, we've changed our offensive package, gosh, multiple times this year. And once we got it down, we started to play more efficiently on offense. So uh, your point is well taken. We, we've had to make these... Uh, adaptations just because of need and it's a normal occurrence in the in the season too I mean teams make changes throughout the year and we we're no different um, we've just had to make a lot more with this current edition of the Pelicans uh, what's the best thing about this team and that has to be there each and every night these last four games chemistry our chemistry is pretty good um, last night on the plane I, I sat with the guys for a while and we just chopped it up about you know how tired they were and they weren't they wouldn't tell me you know they were just so focused on playing and I got on them because I, I said look you guys have this sense that if you tell me you're tired that I'm going to think you're soft because of the the era that I played in guys were so-called different mm -hmm. well being tired is a part of the game and if you guys don't communicate with me then I can't make my adjustments accordingly and, you know, they all looked at me like with a sigh of relief, especially Anthony and Eric. They were like, okay. And I'm like, guys, it's part of the game, man. You know, this is a different time. To continue to compare you guys to uh, how I came up doesn't make any sense and it doesn't matter. We, we are where we are right now. And so if you guys communicate with me what's going on with your bodies, you know, I'll make those adjustments and maybe we're better next time. And it was just a moment for us on the plane um, kind of let our hair down a little bit symbolically <laughs> and um, <laughs> I can't do that um, and at the same time recognize the moment you know we, we, we have an opportunity here that we haven't had in this organization uh, as Pelicans and it's going to be fun and I want our guys to enjoy it it's going to be nerve-wracking you have to embrace it and um, I hope our fans appreciate 
uh, the position we're in. Okay, part two with Coach Williams here on this Friday in just a moment. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come on the Black and Blue Report, our NFL Draft Preview Series continues as we look at the Jacksonville Jaguars on this Friday. Back to our Monty Williams interview. Here's part two with Coach. All right, in all fairness, I asked you what the best thing about your team was right now that you want to see continue. Uh, let me ask you about a th few things that you'd like to see get cleaned up, uh, tuned up maybe is a better word, uh, as you start with not only just Phoenix on Friday, but this run here to the 15th? Yeah, we, we have to, as a team, understand what works and, and just grind it out, get every drop out of it um, when it's working. You know, there are times when we're, our offense is flowing. The ball is moving. Our structure is great. We're playing off of each other. And then there are times where we don't realize what, what worked and we go, you know, on our own and do some things. And from a coaching standpoint, it's something we're driving home uh, tremendously. And our guys have figured it out over the course of the year. And we're much better than we were in November and December. Um, the other thing is our transition defense. And I, I thought that was the thing that helped us against Golden State. Um, we had to be a good transition defensive team. Uh, we were a lot better than we were on the road. I thought Sacramento took advantage of us in transition and got back in the game. Um, but for us to be a really good team and for our defense to be even better, and we've improved a ton, um, our transition defense has to be sound. And a lot of it is just playing with each other. You know, we've Quincy's new to the team. Um, Norris is new. Dante has been here for a while. Guys are getting used to playing with certain guys. You know, Quincy's in that corner licking his chops to get that three. Sometimes he needs to get back on defense when Tyreek goes to the basket. Um, he and Eric have to, you know, learn how to play off of Tyreek and AD in that way. And we we improved in it, but we need to be really good at it these next four games. Ryan Anderson's been back about a week. Yeah. It seems longer because you've had a number of games. How should I be watching Ryan Anderson's play right now? Well, Ryan's in a tough spot um, because the bigs had a nice flow going before he came back. And I didn't want to disrupt that. So his minutes have been and probably will be inconsistent based on matchups. Um, the thing that hurts Ryan is he plays the same position as the best player on the team. And it's hard to get him in there with AD because that group hasn't been great defensively. And we recognize that and we try to keep those guys out of matchup situations that are going to hurt them. Um, but Ryan, 
we all know Ryan has the ability to go for 25, 30 points on any given night. He's a threat on the floor. Uh, he's spaced our floor immensely since he's been back. His first game in L.A., it looked like he hadn't missed a, a beat. And then the next night, he was a little bit off. And then in Portland, it kind of caught up with him. I uh, thought he played a lot better against Golden State. And, um, you know, team's game plan for Ryan, try to take him out. So it's it's one of those things that, you know, he's going to be really good one night, and he may take a step back the next night. Speaking of the best player on the floor, look, to finish this thing out, the best player on the floor is going to have to be all NBA for you, Anthony yeah. Davis. Um, what is What does he know and what doesn't he know about what it's going to take these next four? Yeah, it's, it's a uh, – it's what I tried to protect him from his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to ease him into it his second year. Now, you know, I can't protect him from this. He's got to embrace it, and I, I'm sure he – I know he does. Um, that's a lot of pressure for a 22-year-old young man who's had a lot of success but carrying the weight of a city on his back. That's a lot. And so – I'm not so concerned with AD. I know he's going to play well. I want our guys to support him and help him through this process. And I think that's a big deal. It's what most of the young superstars got early. I mean, that's what Tim got from David and Sean and Avery. Um, You know, one of the reasons why Durant struggled early is because he didn't have that. And a lot of young guys don't have it. It was, I think it's why LeBron got frustrated and went to Miami. You know, they want people around them that can help them elevate to the next level. And so AD's got to play well, but the crew around him has to play well because I'm sure uh, AD is ready to play right now. You know, that's that's his mentality. He wants to get back on the floor right now, and and, and we can't wait. And that's why we love him. You know, he's, he's competitive. He takes all the losses personally. He feels like he's the reason why we lose every game. And so from that standpoint, you know he's going to have a monster night. Um, every night here going out. Monty, they're all big from here on out. It starts tomorrow night at home against the Phoenix Suns. I think there's no underselling or I don't think you can even oversell it for that matter, the importance of tomorrow night's game. Frame it up for me when you look at your matchup between the Pelicans and the Suns. Well, we can look back at the last game that we played them and, you know, we're kicking ourselves that we didn't get that game. It's over with, but we can take some things things from that game. Uh, We defended them well there. Um, The game was in the 70s. So we have to be just as good, if not better, on defense, but more efficient on offense. Um, I feel like we have an advantage in the paint as well as picking up some threes off of our penetration. Uh, We'll have Anthony, which we didn't have in the last game, which is a threat on every, every game for us. So they're a good team because they can penetrate. They have uh, a lot of guys who can put the ball down and get to the basket and play one-on-one basketball. So our, our defense on the ball has got to be sound. Um, Omir is going to be big for us rebounding the ball. Lexi's going to be huge. I think we have an advantage there. But the biggest key is going to be AD, having him in the game and being able to get stops and get out in transition. Uh, I think we can do some damage, especially here at home. Let me wrap up by saying this. Uh, this is an off day for your players. If this is what an off day sounds like in the gym, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to get even thicker here in a second. Our, our guys, um, they love the gym. Uh, it's one of the things that we, we wanted to create when we came here was a gym that guys wanted to be in year-round. And uh, when I first got here, 
nobody worked out here. Nobody lived in town. Nobody had a PD program going on here. And that's no disrespect to the guys who were here before, but there was something that I knew had to change. And so our, our gym is always packed. Um, sometimes I have to close the gym and make guys go home um, because I, I think you need days away to be with your family and uh, go out, go downtown and get something good to eat and, you know, chop it up with the fans. But the balls are bouncing. The guys are starting to trickle in a little bit. And uh, it's a prelude to a great night tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, Coach, and I hope fans will be out there and uh, plenty loud as you get set to take on the Suns. Yeah, we need our fans for sure. It's it's a huge part of uh, what we do here. I thought um, there were a few minutes in that Golden State game where our fans really picked it up and our guys played off of that, and it helped us uh, get a huge win. I think the, the and one play that AD got to put us up by four, probably the biggest bucket of the year outside of the OKC shot. Uh, for our team, our fans had a chance to be a part of that. So, Lord willing, you guys come out tomorrow, support us, and uh, we're going to get you a big win. All right. Anything I'm leaving on the table, or should I say on the practice floor here today? No, just, you know, as usual, uh, if you've got spare change, I know I, I drop the, the hint all the time, but I, I've, I've had some talks with the people at Covenant House, and I stay in contact with uh, the New Orleans Mission and Second Harvest uh, does a lot with my church, uh, Fellowship Bible. Man, if you have any change, um, all that stuff matters. It could be 20, 30, 40 cents. Put it in an envelope, drop it off downtown. Uh, it's, the money adds up, and there's so many hurting people in our city. Uh, unfortunately, we have a human trafficking issue in our city that involves children. And the good people at Covenant House are the ones combating that and uh, getting our kids in a safe place. So all that money. Uh, I've seen it. It goes to a good place, and uh, we certainly need to be a part of the solution here in this great city. When we come back, Mark Long from the AP joins us here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale. So make sure to get your seats now and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. Our draft preview series continues with the Jacksonville Jaguars today. They'll select third, coming off of their 3-13 and campaign in 2014. And Mark Long is over there in Jacksonville. Of course, he covers the Jaguars including and the Florida Gators, too. For the Associated Press, he joins us to help us uh, get a handle on what Jacksonville may do at number three. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad you could join us, and I'm curious as to uh, what you'll have to say here about the Jaguars and the number three pick, um, and it may be affected by what Tennessee does at number two, but I'll let you take it from there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it'll definitely be affected by what Tennessee does. Um, but the Jags here in year three of the Dave Caldwell, Gus Bradley era, Dave Caldwell being the general manager mm-hmm. and Gus Bradley being the head coach, and they've made it very clear over that three-year stretch that if they were going to be in the top five or top ten picking every year while they build this thing, rebuild this thing from the ground up, they wanted to get a left tackle, a quarterback, and a pass rusher. Those were the three premier positions in the NFL, and they really wanted to hit those three while they built this thing from the ground up. So year one, they went out and got the left tackle, Luke Jokel. Year two, they went out and got the quarterback, Blake Bortles. And so this is year three. You think they got to go get a pass rusher. That's, you know, that's where a lot of people have them projected. I know there's some talk about them going and getting a wide receiver to help Blake Bortles to build around him. But uh, I really, really would be shocked if they didn't go defensive end. And primarily you're looking at uh, Leonard Williams, a big, big, versatile defensive end, defensive tackle out of USC, or Dante Fowler, the, the, uh, the specimen, 265-pound, foot three kid six foot two kid out of florida who's got uh, tremendous upside no doubt about that you probably saw a lot of fowler up close and personal what what may make him better than the kid out of usc williams you know why would jacksonville maybe waver behind the usc threat which some say is the best player in the draft overall um what would sway the jaguars to maybe go with somebody a little closer there in gainesville system fit i mean you know leonard williams is a big guy who can play inside and he's probably better fitted for for Jacksonville's scheme to play a 4-3 defensive end, not maybe the right side, maybe that left defensive end position. Um, and Dante Fowler's a little bit more slated to play that right defensive end, the, what they call the Leo position in Jacksonville's defense. But it's, it's you know, they're Lawrence Taylor. They're, they're, they're guy on that edge who's got unbelievable speed. They're DeMarcus Ware, a guy like that who, who has unbelievable speed off that edge, has a, a lot of size, too and can do a lot of different things and also has the versatility to drop into coverage and play some linebacker. So when, when you know nowadays the NFL, it's, everything is this hybrid 3-4-4-3, and that's exactly what Jacksonville is. Leonard Williams can play outside and inside, but he's not going to drop into coverage as a linebacker. Dante Fowler is a guy at 265 pounds who still has the unbelievable uh, athletic ability to drop and cover a tight end or drop into coverage and and pick up running backs out of the backfield. He's that that versatile, that quick, that uh, that explosive, and moves that well in space. Good point, Mark. Mark along from the AP with us. Great breakdown there. All right, six other picks uh, for the Jaguars. And Mark, I guess when a team goes three and thirteen and finds itself in the bottom third of the league in just about every category that matters, um, what do they want to use the other six picks for uh, to help make that better? Well, one thing they're going to upgrade the offensive line. Whether it's and maybe not bring in starters, but they got to upgrade the depth, the offensive line position. So they're going to bring in guards and centers in those third, fourth, fifth round picks. I don't think there's any question with the second round pick that they're going to go running back, especially if one of those guys, whether it's Gurley or Gordon or somebody, falls to them uh, sitting there at the top of the second round. That's that's a position that they have not been able to upgrade. They tried to, uh, they tried to get uh, Demarco Murray when he hit free agency, and he ended up not signing with Jacksonville. Ended up signing with the Eagles in Philadelphia. But they went, they made a made a bid for Demarco Murray, and they're really trying to upgrade that position. So I would think that that's a slam dunk, as big a slam dunk as there is in this draft. That the Jags will go running back in the second round, assuming one of those guys is there. Wow, now, I didn't e- off the ball. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. 
if they were both off the market, you know, then then anything goes, and they could go a bunch of different ways there. But I, I would really, really pencil them in to go, you know, to go running back there in the second round. I'm glad you brought that up because it didn't click with me when um, when they failed to get Murray in that sweepstakes. Uh, you know, that's a really good point. Um, second round for a running back that that seems high in today's NFL, but that though you some of the names that you mentioned there, especially a guy like Gurley, they just might be the right fit for the Jags. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Gurley is a guy where, you know, he's coming off an injury, so he's going to drop in the draft. There's no question about it. He's got to go someplace where where there's not this unbelievable pressure to grab a guy and throw him right in the mix. And that's where Jacksonville is. This is a rebuilding project, and as, as big as this year is, it's not do or die, must win for Gabe Falwell and Gus Bradley. I think that they, they know that. The owner, Shot Khan, has made it very clear that this is going to take at least another year. So the expectations in Texas aren't, aren't off the chart right now. So they can go and take a little bit of a, a risk on a second-round pick, a guy who's had unbelievable, who showed unbelievable talent and promise and athletic ability, and he's obviously NFL-ready, but he's coming off that injury, and he might not be ready, say, come training camp. Mark, one last question. Um, would Dave and Gus – uh, are Dave and Gus in the moment right now to where they want a pass rusher so badly that they would not entertain trading away the third pick? Or would they be open to maybe moving the third pick for additional picks in later rounds? They absolutely would be willing to move the third pick, but they're not going to go down so far. They're not going to drop down to the bottom of the first round. Here's the thing. that This is the thing that plays into their advantage. Is It is a very, very deep, defensive end position, especially top of the order there. You've got you've got, you know, Leonard Williams, you've got Dante Fowler, you've got Randy Gregory, you've got uh, Shane Ray. Those four guys are all considered top level, top flight pass rushers who can be double digit guys, you know, down the road in this league. And are guys you can plug in and play right away. So they look at those four and then there's a separation after that. But they're looking at those four and they're going, Okay, if things play out, you might be able to get one, any one of those four at the, you know, in the 10 spot or maybe 11 or 12, right in there. So with that said, there's a good chance that if they got the right deal, they would move back a little bit uh, and, and garner some extra picks because there's no question. The bottom line with this team is they need more talent across the board at every position, and you don't get that without getting extra picks. Mark Long's got his arms around it. He covers the Jaguars for the AP. Well done, Mark. Appreciate all the insight. That's good stuff. And uh, I hope you enjoy. Thanks, man. Anytime. Yep, I hope you enjoy whatever's left of the NFL offseason because it doesn't even seem like we have an offseason anymore. <laughs> it's just a couple weeks now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Okay. We'll take a, thanks, Mark. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Racing fans, you won't want to miss the Professional Drag Racers Association Cajun Nationals Pro Mod at Thunder Road Raceway Park in Gilliam, Louisiana, just outside of Shreveport. This exciting event runs April 30th through May 2nd. For more information, visit www.racetrrp.com. And while in town, enjoy great gaming action, shopping, food, and nightlife. For additional things to see and do, visit shreveport bosierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. 
Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. I said something strange earlier on today's Black and Blue Report, something about red shorts being thrown around the building tonight. Well, here at the Smoothie King Center, uh, the year of the red uniform continues and concludes tonight uh, with the uh, giveaway of the red Pelicans uniform shorts. Ages 13 and under, please. First 3,000 of those in the building tonight. Tip-offs at 7 o'clock. Uh, coverage on the Pelicans radio network between the Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. Coverage on television, of course, at Fox Sports New Orleans. Otherwise, over the weekend, the Pelicans will be traveling and taking on the Rockets on Sunday, Minnesota on Monday, and we will have the podcast for you from Minneapolis on Monday morning. We'll be talking about, of course, the Pelicans road trip. We'll continue our NFL draft preview series, and we may also also, may also also, yes, we may also continue our conversations with uh, local musicians and those making an impact uh, on Saints and Pelicans fans this month with Jazz Fest and, of course, with the French Quarter Festival as well. I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Be loud. Be proud tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Otherwise, we'll see you on the radio from Houston and Minnesota with the Pelicans on the road and down the stretch they come playoffs are just right around the corner and with that i'm sean kelly thanks to daniel salerson today mark long from the associated press monty williams and you too so long for just a while thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report if all goes well we'll be back next week tune in each weekday at 12 p.m or at your convenience exclusively online at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com follow your teams direct from the source the Black and Blue Report.